P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let him run! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, uh, that's a tape, tape. Whoever she is, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home. I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up. Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Zimmer Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to rewatch some of Philip Zimmer Hoffman's greatest hits, if you will. Uh, so, Kyle, how you been? Are you, uh, are you excited for this one, A Most Wanted Man with Gunther Bachmann? I'm excited for this one. I haven't watched it since we first watched it for the initial run of P.S. I Love Hoffman, and uh, I'm ready. I miss Germany. I, I dearly miss Germany, so I'm ready to dive into the Hamburg. Yeah, check out our first episode on that, on the, I guess, an earlier... I wish I knew the number, but uh, we talked about it with Kirkland Shepard, and today we're just re-watching, so... This should be interesting. This should be fun. Um, this is what his last movie, or one of his yes. last movies, last to be one, released. I, last to be. I always get confused with the with the last installment of Hunger Games. The Hunger Games is definitely after this, but this was. Sorry, it's the last. Either this or the Philadelphia movie. We said it last time. No, this is, like, it says on Amazon, like, his last, but I don't think they still, like, take in consideration of, like, the Hunger Games. Okay, so this is the last thing he shot, then? Yeah, yeah, last thing he shot. That's what I mean. Yes. Okay, so his his final role, because, again, you can't count the other stuff, which was just used footage or whatever. I know that, what's it called, though, God's Pocket was also kind of claiming that title, so who knows? They, They were done really close together but we'll count this it's the second to last film we'll cover on our season two but uh i know you have it on amazon i have it on amazon as well i queued it up so at zero 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 so why don't you count us down yeah and also there's two versions on amazon i didn't realize amazon did this but you can watch stuff on amazon with commercials in it for free i've never experienced that before so a lot of movies now are just letting themselves be available be on to streaming every service. streaming service. Gotcha. And this is I one see. of them. It wasn't just Amazon. Like, Tubi, all the other ones had this. Yeah, I saw Tubi and whatever that one you, you had me download recently. Uh, Pluto. Pluto Nash. Yes, that's what we're watching. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I just wanted to stipulate, since there's two options on Amazon, obviously we're not watching the one with commercials, just so people are, you guys, uh, you Hoff fans are queued up properly. So, yep. uh, as Brian said, I'll, I'll do the countdown. Uh and uh yeah i'm on zero 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 on amazon rented it for four dollars anyway here we go in five four three two one play 
What is this? This is like rela- relativity. <laughs> uh, Lionsgate. No, Lionsgate. Uh, isn't Hunger Games also Lionsgate? It's possible. I don't know. Let me see. I'm looking it up now. Roadside attractions. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Yes, before. Hunger Games is also Lionsgate. Look at that. Loyal to the Lionsgate. Demarest. Hmm. It's always interesting when you see a lot of production companies, you know. Yeah. I mean, this is an, is this an, an senator. <laughs> Jeez, how many have there been so far? Is this the fifth one? <laughs> yes, yeah, I guess. Like what? Because this is so. It's how you say this guy's Anto, Anton Corbin, the director. Um, you know, he's he's not he's not a no name. Sometimes it takes a lot to get a movie financed. I hate when they do this when they have the opening thing. With all the logos, and then they run the credits with the opening thing. I mean, sorry, with all the uh, production companies again. Yeah. So you said you know him. What's he from? Oh, he did, um, let's see, as far as, Jesus Christ, 108 credits directing? I mean, I know that. He's a music video director, I'm looking at it now, so that's probably a lot of that. So The American, a movie I bought solely for the DVD cover? (laughs) It was a very good DVD cover. Um, Similar vibe to this. That movie, yeah, that movie Control. I forgot there was a 9-11 tie-in with this movie. Oh, boy. Yeah, that was, oh, boy, yeah, getting to, like, Hamburg. (laughs) I was just so surprised by, like, I don't know, just, like, even just the amount of, like, hammers and sickles I saw around the city. Seemed like a very politically unrest kind of city. Hmm. Um, What's the, what title do I really know him by? Huh. Maybe it was the American. I guess. I thought there was like one, I don't know, bigger movie for some reason. Yeah, lots of music videos. Hmm. I wonder. What's life? Hamburg, Harbor Town. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you had been it. This was one of the cities I visited on my first time in Europe and you were like, "Oh, you're going to really like Hamburg." And I got there late at night and it's like really foggy and like it kind of looked I don't know, at nighttime just like a little like lack of a better word, decrepit. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next and I like message you I'm like, "Ask, yeah, it's, it's got a weird vibe." And then the next day, you're like, how do you like it? I'm like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> awesome harbor town where the Beals got their start. Um, they got the, the, the Ripa Bond. They've got their own little, you know, red light district. It's which the is the Ripa Bond. Yeah, which, you know, which is different than uh, Amsterdam's because it's like kind of like you have to walk behind some boards. Like it's much more private. But at the same time, there's also... Uh, prostitutes 
or sex workers, whatever you want to call them, on on the one side of the street, and they're like, if you walk on the other street, they won't bother you. But if you're on the one side, they'll like, they want money. <laughs> And then just, uh, yeah, just great harbor town. You just want to have, like, beer. They have those fish sandwiches. Just a cool, cool place. Very important city for Europe. So I uh, uh, I was looking this up, fact-checking. Both God's Pocket and A Most Wanted Man claimed to be Philip Hoffman's last film. It's hard to say because both premiered at Sundance in 2014. So And he died yeah. a week after Sundance. Yeah, I mean, I guess you just have to. I mean, uh, one of them he had to have, you know, filmed after the other. So maybe it's a tie. I would think, if anything, I don't know. I mean, God's Pocket definitely, like, I mean, it's, they're shooting. Well, it takes place in Philadelphia, but they shot also, like, in Yonkers, right? Yeah. But point being, you know, so area we grew up in, uh, and they're dressed for like warm climate temperate you know so definitely i feel like they shot that over the summer i'm just trying to figure out you know season wise who knows uh yeah when did you first go to hamburg i don't know uh oh yeah uh, 10 years ago i was looking it up the other day 2011 that that trip with Mike? Yeah, it's the only time I've been to Hamburg. Okay, no, I, was, I wasn't sure if it was a trip. I was supposed to go last year. Yeah. Okay, so most people are saying this is... They count God's Pocket as the last one. He shot that after this. Oh, uh, okay. Alright, so yeah, I'd, I'd give it to God's Pocket. I was gonna say this kind of movie just has so much more going on like it definitely would take longer to edit this movie than god's pocket like this is a thriller like there's just i don't know so much more that goes into this storytelling than god's pocket and hoffman actually worked with the screenwriter a lot on the character of gunter bachman oh that's cool it's a character that intrigued him a lot it's based on a novel so there was already like a gunter bachman but i don't know Wait, is there like a is there like a Gunther Bachman series? A series like a TV series? No, like like book series. Like he's like a uh, like a Jack Reacher. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. That would be awesome. I mean, unfortunately, we wouldn't, uh, you know, get him in it again. But no, they would what? just restart. If it was a big series, they would just restart. This movie wasn't yeah. big enough for oh, them to be fuck like, oh, yeah, let's jump Daniel off this. Daniel is in this. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to the credits. From uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon. Are you watching that? Um, I'm not caught up. I will watch it though. I don't think I've ever watched him in, uh, like a film before in Glorious Bastards. Like that's what introduced me to Daniel Bruhl, um, as, as many a people. A big, I'm a big fan of a German film called Goodbye Lenin. Oh. I watched it in college. Oh, wait. Okay. He's the star oh, of that. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I think that was even possibly his German breakout. <laughs> you know? So. I mean, he's pretty... I mean, he doesn't look like he's aged at all, but um, I have to yeah. imagine he's pretty young. Yeah, that was 2003. Yeah, so, I mean... 
I think 2009 was Inglorious Bastards, so that's even. And point being, yeah. A Muslim first name. He's half Spanish. Daniel Brühl. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He was uh, his mother's. Well, he was born in Barcelona. His mother is from Catalan, and his father is actually from Brazil, but he's a German Brazilian, like Giselle. Oh. So. But he also grew up in Germany too. Like he, so it's not like he's, you know, he is German, but Spanish roots as well. He just plays such a good German Feldsturm Hoffman. I just, from our perspective, like I don't know if a German would think so. I always question that, but yeah, of course, yeah. From our perspective, I don't know, but just I just believe him in this. Uh, also in this world, just like he plays like such a good, um, you know, even in Charlie Wilson's war, he just seemed like a working class, like government kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Is this, I know it's like post nine eleven, but this is supposed to take place like in the year that it's made or did, or did they say like in the beginning? Like, Ooh, they might've said it and I didn't pay attention. <laughs> and we just, okay. Yeah. Sex the author of the book is very show. famous, uh, John Lacar. He writes a lot of spy novels. I don't think they're Gunther Bachman, but a lot of them have actually been adapted into movies. Um, the Constant Gardener. Oh, yeah, that's um, Ray Fiennes, is that right? I believe so. Tinker Tailor, Soldier Spy. I think that was Gary Oldman, right? Yeah. The Tailor of Panama, I think, was, uh, what's his name? I don't know. Taylor of Panama? Yeah, that's... Uh, why am I forgetting his name? Pierce Bronson, yeah. 2001. Uh, so never, a lot of his stuff... I've... And Jeffrey Rush, yeah. A lot of his oh. stuff has been adapted. I don't think I ever... Uh, heard of that one. That's a good cast. i never seen that one. I just knew it exists. I think Pierce Brosnan, wasn't he just, uh, was it something Marvel or DC? I feel like he was casted in. Oh yeah, I forgot what it was. Was it Black Adam? Yes. Yeah. Like Pierce Brosnan and The Rock. Oh, let's see Phillips and Rahoff and The Rock work together. I have no idea what kind of movie it would be, but I'd watch it. So there's a lot of other films that he's done. Some one called The Russia House, with Sean Connery. Ironically, <laughs> well, he does such a good Russian accent in The Hunt for Red October. The Hunt for Red October. N- not U five seven one. No. I re- weirdest thing for U five seven one is Bonchovi. I forgot about that. Um, is I just remember watching, I used to really like watching Rosie O'Donnell morning talk show. <laughs> like a, lot of America did, a lot of America did. Yeah. And, uh, she had Matthew McConaughey on, I, I believe, you know, since he's the lead of that movie. And, uh, she's like, I'd call the movie cutie, cutie patootie stuck in a tin can. Oh God. She was so <laughs> was like, pretending back then. <laughs> she used to like pretend she had a crush on Tom Cruise. 
Uh, but all along it was Madonna in the League of Their Own. I wonder if they slept together. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that's a cool hat. I like his sailor hat. Yeah, very Hamburg. Yeah, and similar to a uh, a movie we watched for your podcast, and we'll cover eventually when I uh, am out of hiatus for foodie films, another round. Uh, yes. Oh, and is... Wait, I need to... I, when I was saying all that, I was the woman that is sitting with Daniel Bruhl. I need to see her face again. I think she's in Phantom Thread. Which would have been a movie I saw. You know, it came out after we did the initial run of P.S. I Love Hoffman. Interesting. Which is a nice connection, because, you know... P, yeah, P.T. Anderson. And... I don't remember this cast. I don't remember, like, Rachel McAdams and Willem Dafoe and Robin Wright being in this film. Oh, yeah, and Robin Wright, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I've only seen this movie... only seen this movie once. Same. Yeah, she is from Phantom Thread. Vicky Creeps. Cool. She's from Luxembourg. She was in the film Hannah. She's in the film Hannah? Yes. Huh. She's obviously not, what's her name, Saoirse Ronan, but she's third build. After, after Eric Bana and before Kate Blanchett, so. Huh. Wow, I haven't watched that movie in a while. That was a movie come, that me and... I was going to uh, come on High School Slumber Party for it. Hannah's 15. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> you should have me and Manzi on because he... Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. It was... Uh, Manzi, if you're listening, it was one of those times that you kind of started getting tired. Um, and uh, we were at Comic-Con in, I want to say, 2010 in New York. And we uh, got press badges and interviewed, I interviewed Gareth Edwards, director of uh, Godzilla. Well, at that time it was, uh, what's his movie? I have it right next to me. Monsters. Uh, That's what he was Monsters Ball, I think it's called. Yes. (laughs) But, um, and then he ended up directing Godzilla and then he directed Rogue One. Um, I don't think he's really done anything since. Uh... But Manzi, I'm pretty sure he direct or uh, interviewed on like a red carpet, uh, Joe Wright, Saoirse Ronan, and uh, um, Eric Bana. Wow, yeah, wow. Just like I was, I was filming it, so I don't, I don't think at that point. <sighs> I'm just what? more saying, like, wow, like I, I'm picturing uh, Mr. Third Times a Charm, Mike Manzi, out on a red carpet inter- interviewing people. Yeah, no, he. I'm pretty sure he was still doing it. He was out on, like, the floor all day, and I think he kind of... I, I mean, if I was holding the camera, I highly doubt, like, I was holding out the uh, microphone as well for interviewing them. And, yeah, so I think he was, yeah. He he asked them, like, you know, questions and stuff like that. Very cool. Yeah. Maybe they'll remember him, and he can give you the hookup and get them on this podcast. We have the video somewhere. It was for um, 
another uh, Ramapo alum, Don Fisco, had a company called Headstash. That's cool. Too bad you didn't interview Philip Seymour Hoffman. No, he was not at uh, Comic Con. <laughs> Shocking. Did you? Um, how long? How long were you in Hamburg for when you went? A couple of days. Did you uh, have any like Middle Eastern food or anything like that? Like I know, obviously, like when you were. Uh... Berlin, you're like, you got to get the donor. I don't know if like I that. did in Hamburg. I can't remember every meal I had. Yeah. Here we go. Mike Manzi, 2010 Comic-Con. I found oh, you found video. the video? I found one video. Was that 2010? Yeah. Th- uh, yeah. Woo. We did two ago. in a row, but the first one was like a really good year. Pay attention to the movie because I'm watching Mike Manzi. Okay. <laughs> wow, it's amazing how shitty cameras were back then. Not that this is shitty, but like your phone can, has better resolution than this 2010 camera that you guys were using. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't. And even like that that one, um, I don't think we were using it's mine at that time. Turkish National German Resident Widow. Just working, working man, losing the Kyle, time. Kyle, taking over the narration while I watch this? Sure, yeah. Having some brown liquor. What's that, like, gateway called in, uh, I believe this guy that's driving is in Berlin. What's the... Well, I, apologies, guys. Kyle, I completely lost your audio until right now, so you oh. came back. I think because I clicked the YouTube video, so sorry if I cut you off or anything. Oh, uh, no, I mean... Okay. Last thing I heard you say was take it over Kyle or whatever. Okay. Yeah, because I didn't hear you and then I didn't hear you anymore, so I readjusted my sound. But you're back. It's all good. Yeah, what's that? So what's that uh, famous area in Berlin, like the big pillars? Oh, that was the the Brandenburg Gate. Yeah, thank you. That we just saw. The Brandenburg Gate. There she is. Robin Wright. Oh, she's American. Okay, now I remember. Yeah. And this is like... Uh, yeah, whatchamacallit hadn't started yet. Uh, Netflix. House of Cards. Thank you, yeah. I think it's like a year or two before. Oh, no, no, no. I'm totally... T- I just had the year 2010 in my head. Because uh, of what you're watching. Oh, oh. And so this is, this is 2014 when this came out. So, yeah, it was definitely... Okay. Uh, or maybe just about to. I don't remember. Interesting. Interesting. I like his tie. Yeah, it's a cool tie. And one thing we didn't really note, because we take it for granted, at this point he's in, he's wire to wire in, in this movie. I love this office, by the way. Yeah. It's so bright. It's feels very German. Yeah, bright, but like muted colors, but then the yellow pop. 
But what were you saying we take for granted? No, uh, he's in the movie Wire to Wire, Hoffman. We're not, like, waiting for his part, you know? Oh, oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, this is, this is, I mean, he had, between that and God's Pocket, uh, you know, compared to the Hunger Games, I mean, those were two movies that were starring him. Yeah, the office is great. I love the even the windows to the like that they're square, but then they get rounded at the end. Huh. I would do horrible in a world of this kind of work what do you mean <laughs> i mean i believe I you but, <laughs> but i just like, don't have like the wherewithal saying... and just like it just stresses me out even watching it like the pressure would get to you or are you just saying, yeah like, just you, the, the you wouldn't show yeah. up to the meeting on time like the, the, no the the pressure and just like the like my life has no significance in the grand scheme and i get like anxious about stuff and so i can't even imagine if like you know something i did have of actual significance and importance <laughs> like a job like this fair fair <laughs> that guy kind of looks like um uh why am i blanking on the uh actor that played Leo McGarry on West Wing. Good New oh. Jersey guy. Is he? Yeah, he got from, uh, I think like Totowa. Cool. <laughs> John Spencer's his name? I couldn't Thank tell you. Thank you. Yeah, John Spencer. He's buried in Totowa. Yeah, Hold the ra- line! Was raised in Totowa. Attended Fairly Dickinson. Madison or Teaneck? <laughs> Doesn't say. What's the last thing like Rachel McAdams was in? I think she's coming back for the second Doctor Strange. Interesting. What, what did you ask though? What was like the last thing she was in? I feel like uh, I was uh, the Will Ferrell movie. Oh yeah. And apparently they're making another Wedding Crashers, right? Are they? Like, I feel like that's just a, like, I don't know. Like, one of those, like, yeah, we're going to make that comedy. True, true. Interesting. She was in Game Night, one of your favorite movies. <laughs> Manzi liked that movie to bring him up again. He did. Spotlight. Yeah, that's a while ago. No, I'm just reading her movies. Oh, okay. <laughs> After this. Look, she did one, two. One's a voice. Was the one, two, three, four, five movies in 2015. Wow. I think, I think it was okay that she took some steps back. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I don't believe it. That's a lot. She did one in 2016, one in 2017, one in 2018, 
nothing in 2019. 2020, she did Eurovision. 2021, she has a movie coming out, which is Are You There, God? God, It's Me, Margaret, which is the late Judy Bloom. Ooh. And then Doctor Strange, 2022. Ooh, that's horrible. She's German or American? I can't remember. She's German. Okay. She's a good... Again, in my opinion, does like a good German accent. Rachel McAdams. Where is where where is Chechnya? What do you mean, like in the like world? Like it's in, yeah. Like it's. I mean, it's in Russia, right? Or is I it mean, like it's, is that's it controversial? <laughs> yeah, no, yes, no, because. Technically, yeah. yes, but and it's like kind of like southwest, right? S- southwest, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not seeing Russia like that. You know what I mean? It's like a no, I know, but I was just like trying to think like it's like by Georgia, Turkey, you know? Yeah. So it's on like the western border. The sa- yeah, like the southwest border. Yeah. Southwest border, yeah. I don't know, besides, like, you know, St. Petersburg and Moscow, I really don't. I would say it's in the Caucasus region. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know, like, what, like, how far in, you know, like, where uh, European Russia ends and where, like, Asian Russia begins. <coughs> Excuse me. Willem Dafoe? Did I miss? Yes. Did I not read the credits before? I, that's what I said before. I, I was like, how, "Where does Willem Dafoe in this movie? In this movie?" I love his German accent all the way back from uh, Life Aquatic. You know, he plays Germans a lot because, like, isn't he technically? Well, I guess he's not German in that vampire movie, but it's a similar accent. Oh, and Nosferatu. Yeah, I mean that's what Shadow of the Vampire is the name of the movie. Yeah, where he plays the actor that plays Nosferatu, and yeah. he's actually a vampire. Yeah, and then he does he speak it all in the Grand Budapest Hotel? I don't, I don't remember. Th- I don't remember. And that, not that that's like it's like a made up country. Oh, Max Schreck was German, so he was playing a German in uh, Shadow of a Vampire. That's a good movie. I haven't watched that movie in a while. That's yeah, a good movie. good movie. I hope he pops up in the uh, Spider-Man movie. We'll see. I mean, I don't know. Like, there's so much like rumor around that. I'm trying not to like lift my expectations. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, not lift it. But it would just be fun if, like, all of a sudden, like, I don't want it to become such a convoluted movie but like if they're jumping through like if there's like a fight scene or like I don't know they're randomly going through a bunch of like multiverses at one point or something like that like it'd be great to like see him battling like a Spider-Man you know that's it just like have a really fun line like yeah cause I'm just, not even going that far I don't, even, I don't want to think like an iota about the movie because I don't want to be disappointed <laughs> no I know but 
I just love, I mean, his Green Goblin, when he's like, does Spider-Man want to come out and play? Like, Yeah, still holds up. Yeah. The suit the suit was some, something people even complained about at the time, but um, fine, his performance fine. holds up. Yeah. Love all these buildings. Very German. Yeah, Germans like went back to like mid-century modern before we did. Or maybe just stayed there, but just made it look nicer. <laughs> yeah, they're very much into that. It's like super modern architecture. This is such a fun, like, idea for this scene. Like, Willem Dafoe is going to be in a vault. He's going to get a key. <laughs> take something out of the vault. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's looking at a file. Gets another key. Looks at another <laughs> number. You know? He's someone that, like, has looked the same way for a while. Yeah. Hoffman McAdams. Were they in another movie together? I was just thinking the same thing and just... let me say two actors. I mean, no, I don't I don't think so either, but I don't worth think a check. So. Like not even like one that they didn't share a scene or something like that, I don't think. Nope, just this. And the only time we got to work with Willem Dafoe, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I would love for Willem Dafoe to ask me, did you frequent the Atlantic? <laughs> this is such a, like, a procedural movie. <laughs> it's very German. Yes. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's very procedural. Like, I know it builds up to something, but it definitely takes a while. I love the, uh, how they always have, like, the spies in the room yeah. listening. Would you, do you know what the, um, 
Not that I'm asking you like you know German spy agencies. But I guess <laughs> is it like are they? I'm assuming they're supposed to be like their kind of like FBI. Like they're um, I, I would. Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> She does have a great look. I see why P.T. Anderson. No, that's a different actress. Oh, sorry, I'm not. I was looking. I was looking at the uh, IMDb. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Love a good. Uh, we have to make out for cover. <laughs> I like that he did it for cover, but he's the looking one looking outwards and was still like had his eyes open looking at her. It was a very <laughs> weird like falling like if Rachel McAdams was really paying attention, she'd be like, Why is that guy making out with that woman looking at me? <laughs> Hello, Tommy. <laughs> My name is Bachman. Kunto Bachman. So I guess he's not in the official FBI. He just said an anti-terrorism unit. Yeah, I guess one that was pr- probably... It was in that paragraph in the beginning. Like something... An anti-terrorism unit that formed after like 9-11. And since yeah. it's such a big port city and all the immigrants and everything like that. Let's walk. You know who would like? I feel like fit well in this world, Rami Malik. Yeah, I mean, he would. He would. He would. Talented play, like, actors. Yeah. Walking I mean, I guess his biggest. Th- I mean, obviously, winning an Oscar is Freddie Mercury is arguably his biggest thing. But after that is. Uh, Mr. Robot, and that's a whole like spy. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's, series. So that's definitely his breakout performance. Yeah, I mean, obviously, he was in the Master and things in the like Master. That, yeah, Twilight, one of the Twilight films. <laughs> I mean, I I first saw him in. Well, I, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of times, but he was in. He was like the Pharaoh in the Night of the Museum. Oh yeah. I first, like, noticed him, though, in the Pacific. Oh, yeah, he is in that. Yeah. Anyway, I have to look at his IMDb now. I think I... Was he... Did you tell me to, or was he on WTF? Uh, If he was, I wasn't the one who told you about it. Okay. Feel like oh, wow. Night of the Museum was his there. first role on film, and his second role. Huh? I definitely, yeah, I must have. What, what? I don't know what interview I would have like listened. To. I don't, 
like I because I don't recall specifically that it was um, WTF or something like that. But he was in the Battleship movie. That's funny. I guess so. The Master, ain't them body saints. I remember that title, but I never saw that. Oh yeah, he's in the um, Spike Lee old boy. I think everyone's waiting for No Time to Die. Yeah. New trailer for Black Widow came out today. I watched, uh, how you pronounce that? Pa- Papillon? Is that, that a remake? Papillon? Yeah, the Steve uh, McQueen movie. Yeah. It's him and, um, what's that? Charlie uh, Hunnam. It was good. And he's the voice. Uh, he's in Doolittle. That's funny. Terrible. I feel like he's like kind of an actor that's, I don't know, down for different projects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wonder Just why the Anton Corbin, the name really stuck with me. Maybe from this? I get, yeah, this or the American. I just really, th- I could have sworn he had like one other like movie of like the same, I don't know, caliber if not a little bigger. What a German house that was. <laughs> so what's going on in this movie? So this guy's from Chechnya and he's like, I, I guess he's the most wanted man. And Rachel McAdams is like a lawyer with this one organization that's supposed to, like, not get them screwed over and just kind of captured by, like, the these agencies, I think? Yeah, because he, he's not actually a bad guy, right? Isn't that what it is? Or, if anything, he's trying to, like, defer or, you know. And I think this guy, Tommy, has, like is, like, the in-between, like, has connections and could get him, like, set up with maybe proper documents or just, like, you know, seems like a connected guy. Well, yeah, because he's uh, he's the bank guy, so... Yeah. Um, he apparently oh, inherited but, this money. Oh, but Tommy's wired now. Interesting. Hmm. 
Oh, there you go. I can see how this would work well as a novel. Yeah, I mean, it is a lot of dialogue. Yeah. I feel like most spy, like, thriller stuff works well as books because then you get to at least whether you're, um, you know, whether it's actual dialogue or then you get to be very descriptive of what's going on the scene because that that stuff is important. It's such a uh, popular genre, too. Yeah, I mean, between spy thriller and, like, true crime and everything like that. They definitely intersect, that's for sure. Like, look how long these scenes are, too. Yeah. Fräulein Richter. (laughs) The author visited the set a lot. Interesting. I have zero idea, obviously, because I haven't read the book, but I feel like it's probably something that's faithful to the source material. Yeah, I mean, if the author visited a lot, I hope he wasn't, like, scolding them. (laughs) Philip Seymour Hoffman actually starred in a play in Hamburg 20 years before they shot this. Are you reading IMDb trivia? Yeah, so... What was the point? I don't know, but I'm wondering the timeline. Oh, wait, 20 years before this? Yeah. Oh, is that when he's in Poland? You know, maybe he did Schuler and did a play in Hamburg. No, that's... I mean, that's... Well, again, we don't know exactly when Schuler was. But 20 years before this, and this movie came out... I mean, they shot it in, like, 2013... So, yeah, like, 93. Interesting. Hmm. I just want to know, like, you're telling me, like, I mean, I wish we could just, like, ask his sister, like, do you remember specifically, like, him, like, you know, going and work, you know, especially because it's, like, you know, not that everyone has to know every single uh, piece of information of, of his life, but the fact that, you know, he's an actor and uh, they seem like a tight family and it's early in his career so a very exciting thing to be like traveling that far to be in work and also then obviously if he'd stayed there or was there very soon after and in Hamburg and stuff like that it would just be interesting to find out does it say like what theater company or whatever no no it just says he was in Hamburg 20 years before ever a play okay and the hotel he stayed at (laughs) interesting interesting this is the uh, most wanted man is the 21st novel by john le care wow not i mean i feel like it's 
maybe stereotype or generalization, but just like I also again I feel like that genre like I don't know, sometimes like authors just like can really turn them out. Like they just Yeah. You know just have a have a real knack for it. I just love like for this movie just um thinking of like it's so much location scouting and they're yeah, just like yeah you know, like for to sure real, to really decide like you know this this building and and since they're all i don't know i mean it's just a lot of conversations so it's just like also then choosing like what conversation happens where like i wonder if there's some yeah, because of... they're not they're not all place dependent these conversations. No, so yeah, like was there a thematic choice that conversation? Obviously, not like paying attention to it as much as just when you're straight up watching a movie. But like whatever dialogue they were really sharing, I wonder if there was a point to like them being at that elevation at that point. I mean, the next scene is on a boat, and that obviously had a really good shot of the river. So I guess maybe just in visually. St- setting it up you know. yeah it looks like a similar time of day or like you know so like the lighting isn't I don't yeah. know it's interesting but this is a, an internationally produced film and that's why you definitely have that German company involved like hey all those companies because yeah they <laughs> yeah, hey can you scout these locations because like you said this would take a while where's the writer from England okay or the UK I'm not sure. He might be Scottish, but he's British, the writer. I don't know. So many places list this as his last film. Well, then what was the theatrical release of... No, but still, the other Hunger Games was like the last theatrical thing. Yeah, but that yeah, was but... The, but that was found footage. So wait, yeah, let me yeah, look well, at not found footage, but just... not, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> that'd be interesting. <laughs> okay, um, so can you name the two other projects though? He worked with Robin Wright, not directly, by the way. Two other projects. That Robin Wright was on the project with him, I should say. Because I don't want to confuse you and imply they shared a scene. Yeah. Uh, Moneyball? Yes. And then... Huh, what's the other The second one's going to be really hard. I mean, give me like kind of like a... Say first act, second act, or third act of his career. Ooh. Or is that just two? I don't remember where we split up the acts exactly well we ended first act with Boogie I, I don't remember what year this was so. okay uh, uh hmm what other movie I don't know go ahead it's technically a miniseries Empire oh Falls. yeah okay Yeah, I don't know. I think that was in... Ooh, actually... 
right? <laughs> huh. I think second act. I think that's after Boogie Nights. But it's fair enough to, you know, where it's not an obvious answer. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I don't... Okay. So, according to IMDb, the release date of Mockingjay Part 1 is November 21st, 2014. Well, I don't think anyone's debating it with Mockingjay. I don't think anyone's debating that. No, I, I just wanted debate. to, like, I just wanted to see the debate uh, is most wanted man and yeah because obviously Mockingjay is going to beat this no but Mockingjay part one and he was that wasn't he was still like his stuff was used and like it wasn't that one he like acted in that right it's part two that they use like extra footage and stuff they shot both of them at the same time though so oh no because this is the release date for this is before mocking j part one even yeah because mocking j part two and one has footage that's not his oh i, I mean th- that, that he didn't do oh wait, okay he did it but he filmed it many years before Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? And then, God. That's funny, they don't have... All they have on uh, IMDb for the release date of uh, God's Pocket is in the UK. It did oh, wait, so. No, here we go. Here we go. It did so bad that it, I know it got a very limited release. In the United United States. Yeah, this is this is so. According to IMDb, this is August, and in the United States, um, it says limited in. On May 9th. It, like you said, Sundance, and then the Phoenix Film Festival, then Sarasota Film Festival, then limited May 9th. And then DVD Blu-ray, September 9th. Let me click, go back to uh, Most Wanted Man. See if it had that kind of information too. The premiere, yeah, Sundance Film Festival, and then New York, it had a New York City premiere in July, and then limited starting July 25th, and then August 1st in the United States. And then, there's a, ooh, there's a film festival in the United States called Whiskey Creek Film Festival. Yeah, definitely premiered in a lot of countries around the world. Is he going to shave? Is he going to do it? Just like Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. That's exactly what I was thinking. 
Is he gonna make like a little stuffed animal with it? <laughs> you look very different. <laughs> Interesting. So, like, this whole time, her character, like, she, she has no clue that, like, I mean, she has to assume people are after him, right? Yeah, but she's assuming it because they're being, like, prejudiced. Gotcha. You know, she's like a hot shot. No, that's, a, that's a bad way to put it. You know, she, she's like a human rights lawyer. She tries yeah, to help yeah. these people. I don't think I took a train while I was in Hamburg. Uh, I didn't have to anything. No, I did. smart oh yeah yeah now i remember yeah i took a train in hamburg too i think i took but that's like yeah this obviously elevated the moment i just remember uh specifically the like the reaper bomb like I don't, i'm sure they have many stops on it but german car here mercedes <laughs> wanted man sorry I want I want to go back to trivia oh that's like exactly I think, wait I need to see that I think they got uh, the Reaper bone stop This feels very German. Very German. This is where I parked my car. (laughs) Deep cut from a Euro trip. (laughs) I don't get a running Philip Seymour Hoffman that often. That's true. That's a good point. Can the you think opposite of, another... of uh, Tom Cruise. And... <laughs> Can you think of another time he runs? <sighs> another time he runs. 
I mean, kinda in Cold Mountain. Uh, I don't think it mentioned Impossible ever. Let's try to think of this more. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I can't think of any. Well, these facts are so boring on IMDb trivia. The film's opening prologue states, In 2001, Mohammed Atta conceived and planned the 9-11 attacks from the port city of Hamburg, Germany. Intelligence failures and interdepartmental rivalries allowed him and his team to prepare for the attack without the discovery or interference. Today, Hamburg remains a city on high alert. The focus of both German and international intelligence services determined never to repeat the mistakes of 2001. So that's that's where it led off. Interesting. Okay. But then weren't the guys kind of like in Pennsylvania for a while? Like learning like some flight stuff or whatever? Yeah, but it was the Hamburg cell that did it. Yeah. They okay. just went over to do that. He might run in before the devil knows you're dead. I'm just like scrolling through his movies. Maybe. What do you think of the camera in this movie? Like the cinematography? Yeah. Um I like it. I mean definitely... is, it shaky? is it shaky to you? It's handheld, yeah, definitely. This is one of the biggest complaints of the film. Um, a lot of people reported seasickness or vertigo really? while watching it. Uh, some people have accused the cameraman of having, like, tremens or... <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, like, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Stuff it's, like I think that. it's just handheld because it's... Yeah, I think he's doing it on purpose. I think it's part of the... <laughs> I yeah, don't think it's because the cameraman has an affliction. I haven't witnessed anything too crazy. I mean, it's been pretty shaky at times, but nothing that's like a lot of films do that. You know, what I mean? nothing that I felt like it was out of the ordinary. Yeah, and like a film like this, I'm expecting it more because it's like you're on edge. Yeah, like Zack Snyder did, like handheld for Man of Steel and it looked really stupid in my opinion <laughs> uh, never see him run in a long Kampali I'm just like still like looking at all his movies just thinking of like never see him in much movement per se yeah I'm trying to look it up and see Schenectady New York did he run nah maybe in Twister to quickly get back to the bus (laughs) yeah he definitely ran in Twister yeah like getting into the shelter yeah
don't think he runs a boogie nights. No. Guess it comes down to I don't know. He's uh, he's just he's a theater actor. I'm not trying to say theater actors don't run, but just like on the <laughs> on the stage, it's like you know not as crazy. So, and that's why like a movie like this, he's still so good in because he's just used to just that intimacy of the stage. So he just I feel like looks at a screenplay like this and is like I got this. This is an interesting background, right? Not obviously not the close up of him, but when you see like the people dancing. Yeah. It's all little moments like that that just really bring a film to life, which uh with the film that uh we attempted to make, I realized, like, along the way, like, all those little things that, like, you need and you want that just make a place seem more lived in and just, I don't know, just, you take for granted in a, in a movie, but just with extras and everything like that, or just the way, like, for sure, ambient noises in the background of a, of a bar and... Yeah, I love it. The one guy's passed out on the table here. Yeah. Oh, now this couple's fucking fighting. Oh! That was awesome. So I guess this one had to take place here. It wasn't just one of the arbitrary locations. Yeah, they're just like, they're like a bar where, like, we need to see that Gunter, like, is a good guy, is gonna stand up for, you know, a woman that's being abused or whatever, so it just needs to be a a place where uh, people are on their last licks in the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we ever see Rachel McAdams? I always think of her biking and wedding crashers. But <laughs> do we ever see Philzner Hoffman on a bike? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Need to meet you on a bicycle. It's the only way we can meet. <laughs> I rode bikes in Amsterdam. I don't think I've ridden bikes anywhere else. Ooh, Daniel Brule on a bike. Brule on a bike. That's a new <laughs> podcast. I'm being followed. Well, that's not her voice. But... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Badass. Do you have to do it like that? (laughs) Yeah. How would you react if that happened to you? Happened to me? Or like I just witnessed something like that? No, no, no. That happened to you. Like you get that put over you. You're... I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fighting as hard as I can. 
Um, I mean, it would be obviously very odd if it happened to me. I'm not saying she deserves it in any sense, but she's like, like, I'd be like, what the fuck have I done? Like, at least like right then she's like, okay, like, you know, I mean, scared for her life, but she is, was being chased on the train just recently. So like, I don't know. She's on edge. Yeah, no, I know. It would be like me, me, I'm not on edge about stuff. So I'd be like, I don't know. I bet I would if someone puts something and blind, it blinds me and is like. Oh, jeez. But, like, how would you react if you're being questioned? Like, what do you know, Kyle? <laughs> uh, I would have no... I'd be like, can you give me a hint on, like, what you're trying... <laughs> like, what you want to know, and I'll, I'll let you know? That is, this his, so is this his scary. Dark Knight scene? Is this his Batman versus the Joker? Yeah. <laughs> Him as the penguin. <laughs> Left wing lawyer, wealthy family, follows a judge. <laughs> yeah, so people said her accent was pretty good, so you were right on that. Yeah, I mean, just hey, from the Germans that I know and Germans I briefly met on trips, I feel like it's one of the easier accents. I don't know because we, we we're thinking of like the German from movies, you know. But what where Americans they say never get it right is regionalism, right? Yeah, like she, yeah. she could be having an. I mean, it doesn't really matter for this movie because we don't know where her family's from, but. She could have an accent from one part of Germany. He could have an accent from another part of Germany, and that's that's fine here. But like, it's it, it gets silly if like he played her father or husband. Or, well, I guess husband doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? If he's a relative and they have like, I don't know. I've heard it compared to like a, two twins, and one of them has like a Texas accent, and one of them has like a thick New York accent. Yeah. Like Americans tend to do that a lot in films. Yeah, which I think in the end, like. You know, it depends on who they're making the movie for. So if they're, if it's, you know, especially a, a movie for Americans, then, then that's fine. Um, uh, I mean, but like, if you're going to go that far and. But sometimes it's just really hard to then get like that dialect, you know? Yeah, but if you're learning that much, you got to be like, hey, no, this is the dialect you need to learn. You know, sometimes people just can't like get it. Then don't be in the movie. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, cause it's. You wouldn't want to hear that. That's so, like, American-centric. And this is not a movie, for example, made just for Americans. But, like, Game of Thrones, international hit. So many complaints about that. But why? It's a made-up land. Yes, but a brother and sister who grew up together in a theoretical same castle would not have different accents. Like, I know a game of those people like, oh, you're so cool. You went so far to make up a Dothraki language or a Valerian language, yet you can't, like, match your accents with these actors. Uh, I mean, 
that again that doesn't i i get what you're saying i mean it, it, it doesn't you, bother you because you're american you don't care well it doesn't bother me again about game of thrones because i don't know it's just made up that's just how it works in that world i i, I can easily i can easily wash that off as a who can like, who to cares? me it's it's incredibly lazy yeah I, I didn't hate game of thrones because of it it that was a show that like was so detailed in certain departments and then so lazy in other departments yeah but at the same time you just want to get like the actors that like you want to work with i guess like if they're I still just like if someone I, can i don't know like you can get two people that have the same accents but there's a better just actor more compelling actor but that's know. not the point the point is that they're not putting on real accents you know what i mean it's not their personal accents they're making these choices as the actor and the showrunners eh fuck it because they're american they didn't like understand the nuance of it because like, it's an american production cuz i mean are you are you referring to when you say brother and sister, are you referring to the... Uh... Well, that's just... Like, that one's ridiculous, but I'll, I'll get over it because he's not... Like, he's just... Sorry, he's just not a great actor. Uh, Nicola Coulter-Waldron. Maybe he's gotten better, but he's foreign, so he has problems with accents, clearly. Well, they're both foreign. They're both foreign? Yeah, what... What's, isn't, what's her name? She's not American. Is she? No, but she's British. She's doing a British accent. I'm sorry. Oh. She's not foreign to the accent she's playing. Oh, I okay, I see. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, made the reference earlier to Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's a great example. But Sean Connery's more like legit, does not give a fuck, <laughs> you know? He wants to get, like, it's very clear Sean Connery was in a lot of films just to get paid. Not that he was doing bad at it, because some people could still be good and do that, but... Yeah, I mean, he's amazing at Hunt for Red October. Yeah, but it's just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck about that part. I'm just going to do my thing. Uh, today, uh, that's... Uh, compared to even when Game of Thrones came out, and today, we've changed a lot in that respect. Yeah, I mean, I know I always I always bring up uh, like Valkyrie, and then you've got, you know, they start the movie off in German, and I don't even know if it's Tom Cruise is doing a decent German. I don't recall. I wasn't a fan of the movie, but then you have like once they just randomly switch to English. Then most, I think he's the only American playing a German in that movie, and the rest are your typical like when like you have like you know your Kenneth Branagh's who's, who, who I mean is in it, and then just the way that you have a lot of English people playing you know bad guys and yeah, it's it's really like that's an interesting thing too. Like, why do we put on accents for certain things? It's just a complete stylistic choice. Um, Look at, like, a good example of a movie that's good and they didn't have an old-fashioned or old-timey accent is A, Willem Dafoe movie, B, the movie you did last Easter, and we're recording this on Easter, Last Temptation of Christ, right? They're not, like, they don't have, like, British accents in that, you know, like the British people do, but they're just playing their roles. But, like, 
Americans feel compelled that if it take if it took place in olden times, if you will, that mm-hmm. they have to have like a accent. Which I d- guess what? that like kinda stems from then. I don't know, just like England in stage acting. I don't. I don't know. No, like, no. It definitely, it definitely comes from. It definitely because it's just been done so long too that people are used to it. But you know, there have been adaptations. I remember, I think TNT with John Lithgow was it John Lithgow did like an adaptation of Don Quixote, <laughs> and everyone had an English accent. And it's like, why? You know, these these are Germans here. They have German accents. That's great. Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. For a second when you said John Lithgow and the way I laughed, I was thinking John Lovitz. Oh god. <laughs> there I am, Don Quixote. <laughs> He's more Sancho. of Sancho Panza. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He'd make a better Sancho. Yeah. Sancho. Yeah. No, but like... You know, either, in that movie, I think either have a Spanish accent or just play it straight like American. But you would be fine also then if there were like actors from other countries and so like the American would do American and the actor from whatever from Australia has an Australian accent. If they were like, if it made some, Don Quixote's whatever, but if it made some kind of, if it didn't like fuck around with things, you know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. I think if you're in the same family, you should sound similar. But... Game of Thrones, I bring that up because that's like, oh, they were so specific getting like, oh, everyone from this region wears these colors and they have this and this is what this region is like and this is, you know. Because that's completely controllable. What they do. But you, okay, but you could theoretically, maybe the the big players, but you could get the side actors and say, hey, this is the accent you should learn. I think if you compare it to the British television, where they do that all the time, match up accents properly. Like, if you were watching something about a Texas oil family, uh-huh. and someone had a British accent in the family, that wouldn't bother you? Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would. I'd be like, oh, that's silly. But also, I mean, I feel like American television definitely has a lot more... I mean, just the fact that America is the melting pot that is i know that you know that that the uk isn't but i don't know i think our tv just definitely has a lot more international involvement so what does that mean that again you just like so the 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 probability of the that the inconsistency you're talking about is just more likely like that i don't know that I'm sure, you know, the British office and they all, I don't know, have for the most, I mean, obviously there's different dialects in England or whatever, but if all the people from Scranton, like none of them have, like have that like typical like phone and home and all that kind of stuff going on. What? In, like, they don't the, have. So they don't have, yeah, they don't oh, have. But, and then also, I mean, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm I think just, it matters I, less in, like, a comedy like that. I'm, I'm, all I'm, I was saying was, like, when you put such an attention to detail of it. I'm not the one who invented this criticism. It was a huge criticism, criticism of the show. 
Um, that's why, you know, people in England detest it at times because of that. I, yeah, I did. Okay, so they have, like, that. you know, they have, like, 90, like, the North. They have a Northern British accent. Except for, like, three or four characters without any explanation. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, this movie does a really good job at, like, clearly Rachel McAdams really studied. Clearly, uh, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman really studied the accent. Where it doesn't feel, like, cartoonish. Yeah, they're two very talented actors. <laughs> I'm reading just... like bad accents on movies. Uh-huh. Halle Berry X-Men because it just goes in and out. I get that one. Yeah. What is John Voight supposed to be in Anaconda? I don't remember. Oh, he's... Uh, he's Latin? Or like Brazilian? Yeah, like, yeah. He's... Yeah. Okay. Kate Winslet has been bashed for her accent in Titanic. But, like, I never took Well, what's it... she supposed to be? She's supposed to be American. Okay. I, I never realized she was... Like, I knew she was supposed to be American, but I never took it as bad because I just... I thought she was just fancy. You know? Yeah, she's like hoity-toity. I don't know. But... She should be talking like Kathy Bates. Carrie Fisher, but that's like because she just like abandoned Kathy, it She too. should be, but Kathy Bates, she's like, she she's new money. I get it, but like that the wasn't that different. Look, Kate Winslet's accent is, watch it now, it's terrible, but who cares? You know, that's the point. Um, Carrie Fisher in Star yeah, Wars, that's because she just yeah. like gave it up. Yeah. Even though Leonardo DiCaprio and Blood Diamond, I know it's supposed to be bad. I still love it. You know? <laughs> um, yes, this is a big one. Julia Roberts. Whenever she does an Irish accent, it's pretty terrible. Oh, boy. Gerard Butler. P.S. I love you. I don't remember that. That's... But... P.S. I love you is with... Uh, what's her name? Hilary Swank. And he's... Irish, but lives in America. So, I don't... Is he Scottish? So maybe that's uh, what they're saying. Even he said... He's not... It's an Irish accent, and he said he would... Even he said he was really bad at it. Gotcha. I would like to apologize to the nation of Ireland for completely abusing your accent. <laughs> he seems like a cool guy. Yeah, he, he does. He does really seem like a cool guy. And his moment in the spotlight, you know, like... Ooh, chess. Chess. Anne Hathaway, One Day. No idea uh, what that is. British accent, I never saw it. Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins. People like British <laughs> accent figures. But you know what? It, it's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. That's a, It's a movie where cartoon penguins, so yeah, he's gonna have, <laughs> like... I don't remember this Dracula. I saw it once, but Keanu Reeves and Bram Stoker's Dracula. I can... Yeah, definitely understand that. Brad Pitt and Troy. 
Yeah, I mean, what the fuck accent is that going to be, though? So, it's, I don't know. I feel like all... Because that's a movie Brian Cox is in that, and he's talking like Brian Cox. And yeah. Brendan Gleeson is in that, and, uh, you know, it's... Apparently he invented his own accent. I'd have to watch it again. Harrison yeah. Ford in K-19, The Widowmaker. <laughs> but Brad Pitt doing Jamaican in yes. Meet Joe Black <laughs> is the best ever. I be on holiday. Everything gonna be alright, sister. Is another person who admitted that the accent didn't work. Angelina Jolie uh, in Alexander. Oh, yeah. Well, I was a huge flop. Yeah, she said it sounded like a Russian accent. And it's supposed to be Greek. Don Cheadle in Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, because he's, you know, supposed oh, to be yeah. he's like... Oh, yeah. You know, Rubble, Barney... Trouble, you know, or he's like a bunch of, bar- yeah, whatever. Forgot about that. I, f- I totally forgot he was like British in that. <laughs> James Vanderbeek in Varsity Blues. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> oh, Tom Cruise in Far and Away. Ugh, I think we talked about that recently. Oh, God, yeah. What's the big James Vanderbeek like quote in that like I don't want your life? Yeah, I think <laughs> it's that. How about uh, this is one I'm curious. Quentin Tarantino in Django Unchained. Oh, that's god awful. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. I remember watching that and being like. Dude, like you're not a director that puts himself into every movie. Like, <laughs> why that? Yeah. Why that? Why Australian? Like yeah. be an asshole. Like uh, I, I don't know. Be a California Aust- guy. Yeah, yeah. Be like yeah, but like even like be the American that's with these Australian, uh, you know, slave runner. Like I whatever you know, bounty hunter. Whatever I forget what the fuck they were in the movie, but just like <laughs> really. I mean, he's already not. He's not a good actor. No. Like. I guess he's best in Pulp Fiction. He's not. I, I don't think he's good in uh, Reservoir Dogs. No, he's not. But like All Pulp right. Fiction, because he's here's like a hot a take jerk. for this network. This place says Nicolas Cage, Con Air, bad accent. <laughs> Give me the body. Yeah, you know what though? It's like. Nicolas Cage is just Nicolas Cage, you know. But all I'm <laughs> like, saying is like. There's, you're telling me there's not one person in the South somewhere that doesn't talk like him. Not one Maybe person we... that sounds exactly like him somewhere. If you were a linguist, you could probably pinpoint, oh, this guy grew up in like four different Southern towns, and that's why he's mixing it. You know? Yeah. Well, I guess I guess linguists should become more linguists should become actors. I don't know. <laughs> Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, yeah, that's just. I feel like George Clooney's got to be on this list somewhere. <laughs> I forgot that uh, in Robin Hood Men in Tights, uh, they reference that. They say, unlike some Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. <laughs> That's good. I never pronounced this woman's name right, but Gabri Sidibly? I What's the Precious. Word? Oh. But 
she's in Tower Heist. She had a bad accent. Did you see? Tower oh, Heist? she. Uh, I could not get through that movie. Um, she, she's supposed to be a Jamaican maid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, John Voight, Anaconda. We already discussed. And Halle Berry, X Men. That was number one. But in Halle Berry, I don't think she's necessarily bad. It's just that it's like she goes in and out of it. And then they just gave it up in the second yeah. and third one, yeah. Especially the third. The second, they kind of like, you'll get hints of it, and the third one was just like, yeah, I'm Halle Berry. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, I'm, you know what, I'm surprised, I mean, well, it's a made-up country, but um, I guess as far as losing accents, that's a big one, and they kind of tried to like retro it somehow, but in uh, with uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Doing yeah, that. yeah, yeah, for again, sure. Made up country, but uh, it, it, that's again like, oh, am I going to really maintain this for every movie I'm in? I think that yeah. was like a conscious choice. That, again, not that it's a good thing. And like you said, they they tried to correct that a little bit in uh, the show. And hers wasn't like as bad as uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He was like, oh, so this is yeah, what. This this is what uh, oh god this is what Shield is supposed to be. I like Shield. How about Brad Pitt in The Devil's Own? Have you seen that one? It says he's an Irish accent. The Devil's Own. I recognize the name of the movie. I don't think I ever saw it. He does. He's a uh, what are they called? Uh, Pikey in uh, Snatch. Oh yeah, Irish. Uh, which I love. There's um, subtitles. You know, when you put the subtitles on, there's specific subtitles for the like the Irish gypsy scenes. And even at some points, it just goes like dot 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 under his <laughs> like his moments. Where you're just like, what the fuck is he saying? All right, this is a bullshit one. You're gonna take umbrage with this, so I can t- I can tell <laughs> you. I of umbrage. <laughs> I can tell you off the bat that. You, you, I don't agree with it. I'll tell you off the bat, and I know you won't either. It says Adam Sandler and the Water Boy. Uh, it's a comedy. And yeah, that, like, that's a made up character who talks like that. Like, no one in his area talks. Like, yes, it's based on the Louisiana accent, but he's also, like, a sheltered person who, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, like, has, like, kind of a speech impediment, too. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Mel Gibson, Braveheart. Again, uh, we're not knowledgeable enough in like the Scottish accent to tell. Yeah, I'm just even sure like Scottish back then sounded different than Scottish today, and not that even maybe that sounded like Scottish today. I don't know. This is as a host of High School Slumber Party. This is one that I have to agree with. Shannon Elizabeth in American Pie. She's such like a random like. Oh yeah, and she, she slips in, in like. Yeah, yeah. She slips in and out of it. In the movie. Is it Nadia? Nadia, yeah. Yeah. Where's she supposed to be from? Like Czechoslovakia. Oh, okay. Which is not a country even at that time. Jim. Jim. Yeah. Sometimes she's in it, and sometimes she's not. John Malkovich Rounders. Okay, you can't. I mean, yes, you can count this, but like, it just, it's just bad for so many other reasons. Mickey Rooney, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, pfft. 
I don't think he was trying for for accuracy in that when he was portraying a racist Asian character. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's just like... like that's not, that's I not mean, an I've, I've, seen, I've, see, I've seen but, that popping up a lot, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, all the uh, anti, like, Asian-American, Asian, you know, all yeah. the Asian hate that's going on. And, uh, like, yeah, I saw, like, David Chang, like, play that clip, you know, or, like, share that clip on Instagram, be like, yeah, this is where it begins, you know. God. That's just, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, you can't even, like, how did anyone think that was a good idea? And it's not, like, even, you know, it's, I guess a you know, more like it's a light hearted movie, but it's not I'm trying to think of you know, it's not like Pink Panther even per you know, back of back then, like slapsticky kind of humor. No, it's not, no. Like, so it's like so it you know, not that I mean well supposedly Peter Sellers was like an asshole. But um Peter Sellers was a racist. I think so. There's something with him that's like I think controversial. I like this actor. I forget what else he's in. Sorry, on screen. Oh, he played like a he oh Indian in, character. Oh, okay. And and like he's not Hildago. Maybe. Let me see. Oh, he often he often like played characters like that. Yeah, there was a movie called The Party in 1968 where he played an Indian character, a bungling actor from India, Hurundivi Bashki, portrayed by Sellers who accidentally gets invited to a lavish Hollywood dinner party and makes terrible mistakes based on the ignorance of the Western ways. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> but then, like... Wait, in The Love Guru... I know this is probably a question you didn't expect to hear today, but in The Love Guru, is Mike Myers Indian? Or is he just, like... I think, like, he's, like, like a you know, white that was raised. Ah, uh, that's like the easiest way out of it. Yeah, know. exactly. Like, a, you know, like, a, uh, why am I blanking on? There's so many, like, you know, fish out of water or like, you know, the person like dropped there as a baby. Ninja. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But at least like, in Be- again, can't believe I'm defending Beverly Hills Ninja. Not expect <laughs> a conversation today. But at least like in that movie, like Chris Farley doesn't pretend to be like, like yeah, he's not. Um, excuse me for yeah, he's not going like I saw like you know. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Leave it at that. Yeah.
Oh God, the love guru. So I'm reading about it now. <laughs> Let me pay attention to Most Wanted Man instead of the love guru. Isn't Justin Timberlake in that doing like a French Canadian accent? Yeah, his name is yeah. Lecoq. I know the guy from Forty Year Old Virgin. Yeah, the, uh, is like the hockey player. Yeah. She related to Andy Richter. Yes, that's who they're talking about. Would that have ruined the movie? He's like, hey, cuz, want to come to the States? (laughs) (laughs) If I was just like this amazing, amazing director and I could just release any movie and no one would touch my movies, I would ruin one of my movies. Like, it's like a really great movie and then the end is just like an Andy Richter or like someone like that. Like, hey, what's up? Yeah. (laughs) Let's get a beer. (laughs) But you know what? Like... If you have, like, a tone of a P.T. Anderson, for example, you could get away with that. Yeah. Not because they have the same last name, but, like, let's say, like, P.T. Anderson casts Louis Anderson in, like, a pivotal role role at the end of the film. Would it be that weird? You know what I mean? I mean, it depends on, like, what the character is, like... But, like, yes, more, like, in an inherent vice than a phantom thread. That could work, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, he fits in the world of Inherent Vice. Like, Phantom Thread? Uh. Yeah, Louis Anderson could have been, like, Boogie Nights, or... Yeah. Yeah. Inherent Vice, or... Yeah. Honestly, even there will be blood. As silly as that is. But, like... I'll even... I I will say The Master. If Louis Anderson, like, had, like, a compelling... Like, if he was on that couch as, like, a random... He's like... I'm now a knight. <laughs> like, <laughs> I see myself in battle. Because it's just, like, weirdness, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it, it works. I love, I, yeah, I love when, like, actor uh, directors that kind of can just be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want. Uh, you know? And just, like, moments, whether it's a character or, like, a story beat. Just, like, fucking with you the whole time. Like, there's a movie that the... Um, uh, Jesus Christ, why am I blanking on their names? Uh, the Coen brothers made called A Serious Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that movie I just love because I feel like it just has like such a, it's such an odd movie and there's just like a lot of, you know, it starts like in the past and it's got like this kind yeah, of like, Divic. yeah, uh, that like Yiddish, yeah, like lore and everything. A and Divic. then Divic? A Divic, yeah. And uh, and then the movie just ends with like all of a sudden there's like a tornado siren, and then you just like see it in the distance and it just like goes to black. And I'm, I I watched it and I just started like laughing at the end of it. I'm like it's such a fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> that actor like I never remember Michael Stuhlberg. Yeah, he's great. He's in so many things. He is. I just like I never can remember his name. He was really good on uh, Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, that's true. 
Isn't he in Doctor Strange? Yeah, he is. He's like the rival surgeon. It's like, what yeah, a waste. Yeah, yeah. is the same elevator from The Hunger Games. Oh, is it? No, I don't know. Uh, what a wipe. Oh, it was the way it was the doors opening. <laughs> I would love this for re- a movie to like use those wipes again. And like not but not be like a fantasy kind of thing. Just yeah. like <laughs> Stephen Strange. I remember that line in the trailer. We make the weather. <laughs> Again, where they have these meetings? It looks like they're in freaking Cloud City. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh,. In terms of just, like, weirdo cameos and just, like, switching the movie. Obviously, Lando Calrissian here. That would change the tone of the movie if he just walks in. But uh, I did Finding Forrester recently on my podcast. And at the end of that movie, Matt Damon has a cameo as, like, a Forrester's lawyer. And he's like, oh, spoiler alert, you know, Forrester died and he left you all his money or something like that. And Mike Manzi, my guest... Was like, is that Will Hunting? Like, is that his profession? And it wasn't because they named the character's name. But if you're, uh, you know, making the movies, why not make that Will Hunting? You know, don't you think as like it's one, it's not going to ruin the movie, and two, don't you think more people would watch it then if it was like a secret? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know about like a whole lot, but it would definitely like be. Something, like, a little in- intriguing for people to be like, oh, and yeah, like, I don't know. In the hunting like... universe. <laughs> yeah, but the people didn't, like, universe build back then. No, no. I mean, well, Tarantino and uh, Kevin Smith. Yes, okay, that's, yeah, for sure. Is every Tarantino movie in the same universe? Yeah. And he even then incorporates... Um, like Shaft is in his world, oh. uh, because uh, what's her name? It's like in Django, her name is like Broomhilda von Shaft. Uh, Jamie K- Jamie Fox's mm-hmm. wife. It's like little things like that. Gotcha. You know, I was thinking of the other day, like, if I was a director and I had, like, you know, like, some sway, like, ah, let me make, let me, let me make this movie and, like, it wouldn't be, like, a hit on my career or something like that. I wonder if, like, you know, especially for directors that are just such fans of, you know, such cinephiles and everything like that, like, if you could take, not, like, the famous dialogues from a movie, because that would just be too over the top, but if you took, like, a little bit of dialogue from like a bunch of different movies and made a coherent story out of it. Yeah, you could. 
like if that would be like a an interesting exercise or just even like interesting to watch and if again not like the big exhibitions like you're gonna get to indianapolis <laughs> you know uh yeah. I mean, you could Speech. pretty much make anything out of that, though. So you could do that. There are yeah. so many movies that would just take a long time. Yeah, exactly. I would just like be very curious to see. Like, you know, I feel like almost first you'd have to be like, okay, I want to make like, you know, you'd have to like pick the genre at least, and then, but not necessarily have to stick to like dialogue from. Like, I wonder how you would work that, you know, since you're picking specific lines. A lot of rights. A lot. That's why, like, it would it would never be greenlit because of just the rights fees you'd have to pay for one like word from other movies. You know, uh huh. You'd have every you'd have to pay every director and producer of every movie you took a word from. It might not be a lot, but it's going to add up. Oh yeah, of course. But like Disney, could Disney make a Disney movie from all the other Disney movies? Because they already have the rights, you know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's something Disney would do, and people would fu- and Disney fucking fans would eat that shit up. <laughs> Disney, t- you can you know give me five percent. <laughs> give me give me half a percent. That's uh, give me uh, a hundredth of a percent. That's how confident I am that it would make money. Someone are we gonna get a Hoffman sex scene? Oh, I don't think so. He's a workaholic. Gunter Bartholomew is a workaholic. He thinks he's a thinking man. I'm a strategist. I control the weather. I am storm. He plays the piano. So Brian, what 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 again happened in the audio right there? Since I feel like we brought it up recently, or you like you asked me like what's the difference? Here? I don't have my audio on. I'm, I have it on subtitle. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you tell me. So, so he's playing the piano in the scene, but then the, that music carries over into this scene. Oh, gotcha. So it went from diegetic to non-diegetic. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't put the audio on because. For the gotcha. volume, for yeah, well, I'm, I'm watching it via my computer, which I'm recording on, so I'm doing. I can do that through my headphones. Gotcha. So, yeah. So they cut a deal where he's free, right? Something yeah, like that. If he gives him like the bigger man. Cause I, I know he's half Russian and he inherited his money from his father, who was like a rich Russian general who was an asshole and like exploited people to get that money.
take the deal. But it says Ivan, not Issa. That's a big part of it. Oh, I just looked that up because I'm like, I've seen German passports. They're not blue. Uh-huh. A blue passport is for, like, an asylum seeker or a refugee or someone like that, you know. If you fled your country and you want to live in Germany, that's what they give you. Oh, okay. If you're not a citizen. It's interesting that they go with like a different color versus something on the inside. I would just think, I don't know, that would like, if someone yeah, saw like, that, that could just like trigger like a negative situation. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see where you're coming from with that. Like definitely like, especially like in an airport, you know? Yeah. Or a train station. Or look at him. Thing. Look look at Dusty coming out of his <laughs> Some people have alleged that, like, Philip Sumer Hoffman was off his game towards the end. Um, look, we know what happened to him. It was sad. But you watch movies like this, and he's acting his ass off, you know? Yeah. If this is off his game, then I don't know. Off, his, off his game is way better than some, uh, playing yeah. actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like, I, I don't, I mean, yes, he, so just right now... We're seeing him on camera and, you know, pretty sure he's, you know, using at this point and stuff like that. Um, but just, like, just kind of that age, more aged, like, disheveled, like, it, I mean, works for the, I don't know, the past, the last two characters they played between that and God's Pocket, like. Yeah. But, but look, they clean him up for Plutarch, you know what I mean? He doesn't look disheveled for that. Yeah. They do a really good job in this movie just, like, explaining where everyone is. Yeah. Like, it's well laid out. I I almost feel like this this movie is good, but it shouldn't be. You know, on paper, you're like, oh, could it be just one of these other, like, spy movies that it's just okay, okay, but they do a really good job, you're right, with a lot of the stuff. Hoffman obviously helps, good performances. Yeah, again, I mean, between, I mean, the American actors that we know that are in this, well, I think Rachel, well... 
she's Canadian American, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, between yeah her and Philzer Hoffman, Willem Dafoe, and then you know at this point you know, Daniel Bruhl. But um, yeah, like you said before, I forget her name, but the actress that's in Phantom mm-hmm. Thread and. Uh, just yeah, I don't know. Compelling looking in general, and then just like the decisions that they make, and it's all just, yeah, it just seem like actors that are masters of their craft. So I just don't. The, I think this movie details, didn't do that well because I don't know if there's a market for movies like this. I like them, but I can't see a lot of people going to the movies to see this. Well, well there's still like what, like the most action tense moment of this movie was that brief train thing the train when she gets kidnapped but like they're not yeah it's this not, is not like, an action movie to, well to, yeah it's not even cl- I mean, close to well yeah but it's not even like i'll go with the other like the tinker tailor soldier spy like things blow up in that movie yeah. you know like it just doesn't have nearly as like it's more like human like like empathy tension you know like <laughs> like it's not like, yeah. I mean, people's lives are at stake, obviously. And, uh, but it's like but, realistic. It's not yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's not like fearing like instant death per se. And this was the guy that was on the boat earlier that he's talking with. Yeah. That's I love that's his taxi cab driver outfit. <laughs> I will dress like a taxi cab man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's with the the word vests? Yeah. They need like pockets for stuff. Maybe little keys and quarters for the tool can't hard candies <laughs> i'd put you know i imagine he gets his his head you know his head might get cold You know what also makes like a movie like this, in my opinion, good, but then like what might make it, lack of a better word, boring to some people. It's not like, uh, you know, Gunther, like we don't get like some backstory of like why he's in this and it's not like his family was hurt, you know, it was just like, this is yeah, just, he's just, he's just, he's just working.
fucking hurt Gunther too. So the U.S. screwed the Germans over. No, but that guy wasn't U.S. Oh, really? I think. Yeah, he had a different accent earlier. The only oh, but she. Well, so is it like Interpol? I assume she was calling? Yeah, the shots, but okay. They were all playing Gunther the entire time. They made him do the dirty work, and they just arrested them anyway. Yeah, made him feel good when she said earlier, like, yeah, let him do it. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he did know what he's doing, but yeah, he he, he won, <laughs> and they didn't give a fuck. At least, like, she knows that it was in Gunther's fault. <laughs> yeah. I know that doesn't mean much. I love, too, how he's, like, not in a suit that he's in this. Yeah. But, like, it's not like he's never going to run into this person again. I would march up into that office and be like, what the F? Yeah, I mean... It's not going to do anything, obviously, but I would state my complaint. That was a good fuck from him. So we did get a sex scene. <laughs> he, yeah, he, yeah, he got fucked over. You think they have something? Something to do with it? No, no. Uh, a romantic. Uh. I'm just joking. I'm joking. I feel like there's a little bit, like, the whole, like, I mean, they were the ones that earlier that he's like, oh, let's kiss, like, so she's not, doesn't recognize us. Like, I feel like there's, like, a little something. <laughs> I love how he doesn't have to say anything and they all know what happened. Yeah, like, man, if the, if the boss man isn't going to say anything, yeah, like, we're just, yeah, we know exactly. We see what he puts into this, what we all put into this. No, just oh, the way this okay. ends. You know, we haven't had dialogue in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so is this, yeah, is this how it ends? They stay in the car, he walks off. Well, Eliza. <laughs> <laughs> what did, uh, what did, uh, Bill Burr say? About uh, yeah, Hoffman? Like, you're just such a, oh, what did he say? Oh, God, I forgot. 
just brutal, something like that. Like, but just Let coming out of Bill Burr, it's perfect. I, I named the episode after it last time, so let me just check oh, before yeah. we close out. Oh my god! But that's this, you know. Even even if you think you're going to win in some of these movies, you yeah. don't win. A bumpy ride, a bumpy ride. That's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you just know you're in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, just think of every single one of his characters. I mean, he was just, but they're all they're all different. But just yeah, his characters just go through such heartache and heartbreak. I mean, just you know, flawless boogie nights. Uh, you know, I mean, what the film. That we have left in Magnolia is Phil Parm even just like being that he's a like a, a hospice like nurse, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, like cold, rarely are there happy mountain. endings yeah. <laughs> for him, and when there are happy endings for him, the ride was terrible for the character. Yeah. yeah. Or even like in Charlie Wilson's War that there's a win and then he's just like, No, you yeah. realize like this is <laughs> fucked. Like It's so true. It's so true. Wow. You know? Yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, thanks for watching A Most Wanted Man with us today. Remember, you can follow the show on social media, but also you can listen and please subscribe on what is it now? I, I always still want to say Google Play. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's nice. In lo- loving memory of Philip Summer Hoffman. Who was that other person? I don't know. Uh, but yes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. I host another show on this podcast network called High School Slumber Party. Remember, it's the Cage Club Podcast Network. <laughs> and my show is about high school films. I know Foodie Films is on hiatus, Kyle, but people can check out old episodes of that, right? 100 episodes to check out, guys. Literally. So we'll have a mid-month, and then we'll do our final movie after that, which is Magnolia, as you said. Again, the final for this chapter, or you know, whatever we end up doing later, we'll see. But uh, thanks for uh, you know, I guess watching one of Phil Zimmer Hoffman's last performances is still undecided if it is or not. And uh, yeah, I mean, any other thoughts you have, Kyle? I love that, like the end of his career, and it sucks that, like you know, the end you know happened the way it did. But just like we're even like kind of confused with the beginning films and the end films like a little bit you know they like kind of come <laughs> into fair. play it's a very fitting like bookend it's just like well it's fucked like <laughs> just but um yeah no this is uh boy one more film to cover so we'll have another mid-month and we'll do magnolia um and i wonder is the uh the mid-month should I don't, actually, I don't know when the Oscars are. Are they going to be before the Oscars before or after? You know, there's just always a chance that he's brought up in some kind of way. Just like, uh, I mean, what's his name? Uh, uh, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? He won Best Supporting Actor two like two years ago and thanked Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, unfortunately, mid month will be before that, but okay. we'll talk. We'll talk about it on the uh, Magnolia. Yeah, episode. on the Magnolia. We so, have a yeah, lot we won't have a, we won't have a lot of time to talk on that episode. <laughs> so, I mean, the first twenty minutes is just like a whole Jesus Christ. Uh, oh, it's gonna <laughs> be a lot, guys. We we have to do that. We're 
we are recording from separate places today. That one we have to do in person. I yes. need to be like sitting yes. next to somebody for that. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so just looking forward to covering that and then whatever the next iteration of PS I love Hoffman, PS I still love Hoffman, well, PS I very much still. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> but All yeah. right, Kyle, uh, why don't you tell people what they should do? Stay uncool. Uh, stay uncool. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of sounded like Terminator there. The awesome yeah, we sound. both had moments that I was just like, cool. like Terminator slash like, it was like Sylvester Stallone doing an ask- accent. Stay uncool.